In this broken time where our players must live the lives of an alternate version of themselves in a distant future that may or may not ever happen, much has been discovered from visions of an apocalypse to the fiendish splicing of the real world with this wondrous game. Our four high schoolers only have more questions. In the pursuit of these answers, we as the audience don't know the nature of how these friends came upon the game, why they decided to play the game one final time, or even how the game truly works. What we've learned so far is that you can travel into another world called Avaria by playing this game called The Red Bridge. There are rules and expectations of who can play the game that must not be broken. However, the game is, for some reason, not working. This is a reminder that this is a collaborative storytelling adventure using the kids on bike system. Our character tropes are custom and our players make the rules of the world. So let's return to the Red Bridge and see what Jimmy, Caleb, Willow, and Juke are up to in 1999, Missouri. I don't think this is very good. I mean, if you're getting a headache and you're going numb, that's never happened before. I mean, not this way. I say we just burn the game, you know? Well, well hold Get rid well, of hold it. Hold up. Look, the look at what it's done so far. The thing is, if we don't know where it is, we don't know what it'll do again. I mean... Exactly. And this obviously isn't a normal game. If we burn it, it may not even burn. Ever watched Jumanji? <laughs> um, <laughs> whoa, 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 we need to make a clarification. Did Jumanji exist at this time? When, I mean, when did the original Jumanji <laughs> come out? Because it's 1999 right now. Yeah, yeah, I watched Jumanji. Anyway. We don't know if it will, we don't know if it won't, but we do know that it's harming people now. Before, you could just, like, put the token or whatever it is, the train, onto the board and it would teleport us in, but now here's the thing is it's used to just be juke was the only one who could do it right but now it's triggering on you and and willow so who else is it gonna trigger on if we just throw this in the trash someone might find it and then they could get hurt and we got to get rid of it or something i mean it's we've seen so much with it why would we get rid of it it's, it's dangerous man come on jimmy Look around you. Will's kind of just sitting there trying to make up her hand. She's just shaking it. Like, wake up. <laughs> shaking the board trying to make it up. As you're all having this kind of argument slash conversation about what the heck to do in this situation, Juke, you are trying to outrun or outmaneuver the maintenance guy who, you know, he's an older gentleman. He's not peak performance athlete. He wouldn't be that difficult to outrun. So go ahead and roll your flight and let's see at least how well you outmaneuver him to get back to the room. All right. That's a D8. I got a three. Oh my gosh. He's rolled. Man, if his DC was so low. Um, Discord says not today. Really? Oh, goodness. Okay, well... It's going to take you a little bit more outrunning than you thought. Um, you realize that, like, as you're running, you can stop and, like, look behind you and there's no one there. So you're like, oh, okay, I must have, you know, missed them. And so you're about to, like, take a corner to get back to the room when you see he's, like, in front of you, but on the other side of the courtyard. And you're like, how did he get 
and then you take off running again. He seems to know this school, you know, in and out. And so he's finding shortcuts that even you don't know, which makes sense because he's the maintenance guy. Yeah, but I find that shocking because I don't know that adults exist. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're still trying to outrun him a little bit, but he's cutting you off from here to here. And you want to make sure you don't get him back to the room. So right. you're still out there doing that while you all are talking. Um, while you are all, all inside the room are talking, both outside and inside, you all hear the bell ring. Classes out. There will be a bunch of people coming out of their classes, going to the next class. The door is now open. People can hear you inside of here. And Juke is still running around outside. What are we doing? Closing the door. <laughs> we could pack this up and yeah. try and figure this out later. I know if you guys don't want to deal with it now. Well, we don't really have time later. This place is, wait, this place is going to go down soon, right? So you guys will have in the end, until the end of the day if you want to use this space. Okay. I say we just grab what we can, including the game. We can take it to, I don't know, your house, mine. I got like a big storage cabinet in the back. We can just shove it into. And then we'll work on it later. Yeah, that might be best. And yes, I mean we're going to privately take a chance to burn it. I don't want people dealing with this. But hold on. If we, we don't know what we, I mean, we know what this thing can do, but if we burn it, what's that going to do? And we're still missing a piece. Jimmy, I think if we burn it, it's going to burn, buddy. It, yeah, the whole world might burn. Oh, don't be overdramatic. That's my job. <laughs> Look, I... But we're still missing a piece. What if the red bridge is like the main thing? Because the game obviously isn't working without it. It has to be in here somewhere. You think it went back to Ahaya? The bridge? Look, is that possible? Okay, okay. You know what? Crazy. I'm going to pack some stuff up. I'll put it in my book bag. I'll take it with me. And then afterwards, and I won't burn it, I promise. Not at least until we all make a decision. For now, start looking this area. If you can find the red bridge, that's great. We'll deal with this later. If we can't, well, buried with the building. At the very least, no one's going to get their hands on both pieces. Fair enough. I got a lot okay. of crap to pack out of here. Caleb's going to start packing up the game. Is there like leftover paper towel or plastic bags or something? Yeah. This old sorcerer? Yeah, he just... Puts the whole thing in a plastic bag after he's done packing it up and ties it. And then just, I believe I mentioned, Tanya, earlier that Caleb has a secret spot in his book bag where he can hide stuff. Mm -hmm. He's going to shove it into there. So at the very least, if someone looks through his book bag at a glance, they won't see it. Okay. Yeah. Is Will's hand still numb? Hmm. I shall roll. <laughs> How many hours does it last? Roll a d20. <laughs> I am only going to roll... A d4. Oh my gosh. Well, so. Oh, come on! <laughs> does that explode? Wait. It does explode. There we go. There we go. Five. That's a five. Okay, so, geez. Unfortunately, yes, you are still numb. And not only that, the tingling that was there that kind of made you feel like, oh, you still feel something so you can just shake it out. The tingling is gone. And instead, it just feels like dead weight from your shoulder to the tip of your fingers. And if you are to look at your fingers, you notice that like the very tips of them are turning a different color. Oh, shit. Uh, guys. Are you going to lose your hand? I hope not. Well, you need to take you up to like the nurse's office or something? Maybe they can take a look at it? Yeah. But this is was caused by the game. How how would they even be able to fix whatever magic this? this is? I don't. Okay, guys, 
last thing we need to do is panic right now. We got people who are probably heading their way right now. We got a building that's going to come down on our heads if we spend the rest of the day arguing. Willow, do something to wake up your hand. Like, I don't know if I've been trying. Have you not been watching me? And she just shakes her hand violently. Yeah, I've been watching you flop around like a fish. It's very entertaining. But come on, let's get serious here. I have a knife. Sorry, you have what a what? Look, you are not cutting off Willow's hand. Did I hand. say that? No, no, I did not. Then what else were you, you gonna do with the it? Finger and Cut see up some if apple slices for me. It. I don't know. You know what? Do it. Give me it then. I'll use my other hand. Okay, Goober, Doofus, stop arguing. We're gonna get this done. Willow, grab some ice from the nurse's office. That might do something. Jimmy, please just look for the damn I'm train. Looking. If she slams her hand on the table, can she feel it? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. This is what's happening in the room. And I'll leave you all for a moment. (laughs) Willow, you have decided to slam your hand onto the desk to see how much you can feel. Jimmy and Caleb, you two are kind of arguing. Jimmy, you're supposed to be looking for the piece. The sound machine that's supposed to be making you guys not and no one hear you is broken. So... There are people walking about the halls, and outside, we have Juke still trying to outrun the maintenance guy, but you're doing a little bit better now that people have come out of class and they're moving to other classes, so you're able to blend in a little bit more. So I will say, Juke, that if you are to slip inside of one of the rooms that is now emptying, you'll be able to lose him. All right, I could do that. Okay. You slip inside one of the side rooms. The teacher's already gone. The class is already gone. And luckily, this class doesn't have another class coming right into it. So it begins to become silent as people, you know, walk around. They go to their different classes. And you hear, you know, doors closed, doors open. And you are inside of this room. The lights are off. It's quiet. And then you all hear the bell for the second period. Juke. In this room, all by yourself, you are waiting until the maintenance guy either forgets about you or, you know, walks off or finishes, like, doing his rounds to try and find you. You're just sitting there. I'll say you're just uh, kind of sitting underneath a window because you're in a full classroom that has windows that look outside. Can it be a science classroom and I'm sitting next to the anatomical skeleton? (laughs) Perfect. As you're sitting there, you can hear footsteps outside on the sidewalk pavement as the janitor or maintenance guy, however we want to call him, begins to walk past. He is probably looking in the window, but you can't see that. Um, He doesn't open up the door or come in the classroom, but you can kind of see him or you kind of hear that you think he's walking past. Sitting there, you realize that Even if you all get into the game this time, you still might not be able to do what you wanted to do. This was supposed to be you guys' last time, and you wanted to go for a reason. There was something there that needed to happen for there to be true closure. What were you going back for, Duke? I want to say I'd made a deal And I had to go back to fulfill my end of the bargain. And I know that there's no wiggle room for that. That if I don't, it's bad. But I don't know what that deal was. You know that today 
was the day you were going to go back because you know that because of your deal, you were not going to be able to return to Shady Creek. This wasn't just going to be your last game with your friends. This was going to be the last time you ever saw them. Mm. They don't know that or else why would they agree to go back knowing that they would lose you? As you're sitting there trying to figure out why the game's not working, what the hell happened to the Red Bridge, you are sitting on the ground and you have your knees up and so you can feel something in your pocket. Okay, I will reach in and pull it out. You pull out this item that you don't remember being in your pocket and you look at it. It is the Red Bridge. Hmm. It's red, which usually it loses its color if anyone else is not touching it or anyone else is touching it but Willow. So that's unusual. Yeah. But it's also unusual that it was in your pocket. Yes. <laughs> Since you don't remember taking it off the table. But then again, you also didn't remember walking to school today. Hmm. And as you're sitting there with this red bridge in your hand, a sense of dread comes over you that you're not 100% sure what's happening to you. And the only thing you can kind of remember right this moment is the girl you saw earlier today, who was, frankly, seemed to be looking directly into your soul. Hmm. But for now, you think you are safe enough to be able to leave this classroom with the knowledge you have and the red bridge in your hand. I'm actually going to just keep squeezing it in my hand and head out and kind of keep an ear out or an eye out for the janitor, but as quickly as I can back to the room. Tanya? Yes? Question. Doesn't mm -hmm. Caleb know the janitor? Do you? Yeah, I think it was one of the... <laughs> janitor Lawrence Pearl calls him corncob is in my notes. Mm. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> Sorry about that, Juke. You went on a chase for nothing. I could have probably persuaded him. That's hilarious. <laughs> and he got some exercise. Yeah, there you go. And we did get the red bridge, technically. Who knows what could have happened. <laughs> Juke, you are walking back to the class, to the secret spot. And as you walk back inside of the room, Caleb and Jimmy and Willow, you were all doing a variety of things. And all of these things are going to happen at once. First oh thing God. is that, Willow, you are going to slam your hand onto the table. <laughs> I, she was. I got, I got to check if I'm feeling anything. You slam your hand onto the table and hear a... As oh, my God. <laughs> break your wrist. Oh, my God. That's nice. Tiny in your pinky in that hand. But you don't feel anything. So that's good. Well, that didn't hurt, but that didn't that sound uh, go good either. To the nurse now. Yeah, Willow, uh, you then walk outside to go to the nurse's office. And as you step outside, Jimmy and Caleb, you guys are kind of still inside. Are you going to follow her? Or are you going to stay inside her. the room? Okay. Does Caleb have the board game packed up? Yes, you do. Okay, yep. In that case, so follow. Okay, then all three of you, with Willow first, goes outside of the door. And you all walk into a almost like a, an oversaturated sunshine. It's more orange than yellow, almost as if you can like see the radiation of the sun. It's much hotter outside, even though, it, I mean, it's middle of June, you know, it's pretty warm here, but it was beautiful this morning. 
you know, it was, it was a lovely 75. And it was also kind of half fall. It was weird weather. But now it's like scorching hot. And you can see orange. Oh, the waves of heat as you all walk outside. Another thing you see is that the courtyard, which was a beautiful green and it was lush because it's, you know, middle of summer. The grass is now browning. It was literally in front of your eyes. And there's a a smell in the air that you all recognize at once. It's fruit and forest and wood. As you all are standing outside, Juke, you are seen walking towards them. Juke, you do not see what they see. It is a normal 75 degree weather. It is the same as it was five seconds ago when you found the Red Bridge. You see them all standing outside of the door, but you are far enough away to where you're not really sure why they're just standing there, like, looking around, like, what the hell? You're still walking towards them. The three that are outside the door, what are your reactions to this change? I think we drank too much Fanta. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't know soft drinks could expire, man. What am I tripping on? Uh, I blame Willow. I blame oh, Jim. You know what? Caleb blames Jimmy. 100%. No, 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 no. Other reasons. Caleb turns to Jimmy. He's like, see, this is why we got to burn the game. This is why we got to. Because now the world's going to crumble because you want to go back into that world. Oh, I'm sorry. Juke wanted to go back into that world. You want to burn the game? Look at what's anyway. happening right now. You think this won't be better if we burn the yeah, game? Because the game's still well, alive. The game right now. all this. You know that smell as well as I am. You know that sun as well as I do. Yeah, I do. This is because of that stupid, broken, world-ending game. Maybe don't use the word broken. You want to break it more? (laughs) No, I want to get rid of it. Yeah, by burning it. That requires breaking the game. You know what fire does to things. Breaks it down. Yeah, exactly. So we can break down whatever this is and get rid of it. I do not see your logic. Clearly you don't, because now we're in this mess. Yeah, yeah, and I agree. This is not good. But right now, I'm more concerned about Willow mm-hmm. and her broken wrist. You go take care of that? Oh, and I wonder what caused her wrist to get broken. I just wanted to see if I could feel it. I didn't expect um, get... it to break. Let's get Willow to a clinic. And then we get rid of the dumb game. If we can't find that train, there's no point in keeping it around. You don't uh, want bridge. it, just give it not to train. me. I'll take it. Oh. oh, yeah, not train. Sorry, Red Bridge. Yes, the Red Bridge. Juke, you're walking towards your friends here, and you see Caleb and Jimmy in a heated discussion, a little for, further ahead of you. And Willow is holding her arm that you can tell, even from where you are, is a bit swollen and clearly still feeling the effects of whatever happened. As you walk towards them, you're still clutching the bridge in your hand. Yeah, to be honest, Caleb and Jimmy arguing and Willow having hurt herself is not all that new. <laughs> but yeah, I'll, I'll kind of like wave with my other hand. I don't want to shout or anything since we kind of still don't want to be noticed, but I'll come up and like, what are you guys would doing? Would it be too much to say she would, she would accidentally wave with her broken oh, arm? <laughs> just like, oh, hi, just like instinctively, just like, oh, hi. <laughs> I mean, you can't feel it. I can't feel it. You know, it has to be fine. I can't feel it. Oh. <laughs> Just waves <laughs> Now, Juke, as you come into 
like you're now close proximity and you hear them talking to you and you're talking to them. You're like, hey, what's going on? They're all looking at you, but um, there's something wrong with them. Caleb is, there's something going on with his eyes. I don't know. Maybe <laughs> maybe he hasn't slept in a long time. Maybe they've just been really like stressed since you've been running around out here, but they're not normal. Maybe you need some eye drops. You're not really sure. They're really red and his pupils are much, much smaller than you remember. Jimmy is, um, he kind of has more of a sallow face now. Almost like his cheeks are sunken in. Um, and he has higher cheekbones. I mean, guy could do with the sandwich, um, you're thinking. is I mean, you just saw him a couple of minutes ago, so maybe he skipped a, a meal. You're not sure. And then Willow, interestingly enough, she is standing five steps away from you, so there's no reason for her to be waving at you. But um, she is almost like uh, statically, you know, where the wave just goes to the right, to the left the right and she's smiling a quite a large smile it's definitely the biggest smile you've ever seen on her face you didn't even know uh, lips could do that to be honest this is giving you all of the uncomfortableness that could be given in this situation and you are highly confused yes so our drinks have been spiked and <laughs> we're on Can- candy valley now oh, nice. <laughs> On the other end of this strange world that you are seeing, Juke, Caleb, Jimmy, and Willow, you see Juke finally approach you, you know, looking normal and whatnot, as he usually does. But you see that he is holding something in his hand. Yo, Juke, Arthur Juke, what you doing, man? The Juke that you all are looking at brings his hand up almost out to you as if he were a child about to present something fun he found on the ground. And you can see that he has his hand closed, like a fist. And you all kind of, you know, lean over to look at it. He hasn't opened it yet, though. <laughs> as you're oh, all yeah. staring at the little wrist, or his wrist, you can kind of see that whatever is in his hand is moving. So it's, I guess it's small enough to fit in his hand, but... moving. You got a bug there? <laughs> Juke, you hear these words. Mm-hmm. You hear Willow say, you got a bug there? Because they're looking at your hand, which is, to your view, still by your side. But you can tell that they all notice that you have something in your hand. What do you do? It's, no, a bug? We need to get out of here. Caleb, Jimmy, and Willow, you all see Juke with his hand And he sort of just smiles at you and opens his mouth to say something, but you can't hear him. Instead, you hear almost like a light sound of cicadas coming out of his mouth. That is so... Okay. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) No. I'm going behind Caleb. I'm closer to Juke. Juke, you okay? Mm -hmm. What's wrong? You step closer and he opens his hand and inside of his hand is a little tiny bug. This bug pops up and crawls up Uh, your nose. uh, (laughs) Jimmy. Well, I'm glad I ran away. (laughs) 
Yeah, Caleb's taking a few steps back. Jimmy, last chance, man. Burn the game or deal with this. Because I, I sure as hell not. Duke, you see Jimmy sort of rear back from you, almost as if he has like a really bad headache and he's sort of like swishing his head around. He seems really disoriented and Caleb now looks angry. In fact, his eyes, which were getting red, are now glassy and blood red all the way through the irises to the pupils and he's glaring at you his mouth is turned downwards and as he opens his mouth you can see razor sharp white teeth and he growls at you (laughs) this is a dangerous situation willow is still there smiling at you Mm -hmm. (laughs) waving you don't know what that's about caleb looks like he's about to attack you and jimmy seems to be in some form of transformation, you think? You're not really sure. You just know that around you, the world looks normal. The only thing that looks out of place are these three. So something must have happened in that room, but you yeah. don't really know what happened. I want to push past them and head toward the room, thinking that that's maybe where the game still is. Okay. Like muttering, this is my fault, this is my fault, and kind of pushing through them. You push past them and run into the room. Do you leave the door open or do you close it and lock it? I think I would leave it open. I'm going to just immediately start looking for the game. Like, it's not on the table, so I'll look for where the box was and then, like, keep looking. Okay. You are uh, inside of the room now looking for the game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's not good. Caleb, Jimmy, and Willow. Obviously, Jimmy is having some issues because this bug that you guys kind of saw but didn't really see, so you don't really know what it was, slipped under his nose, and so he's having a whole moment. And then the juke that you were all looking at, he now kind of walks past you kind of nonchalantly, like he didn't just allow a bug to go into Jimmy's brain, and he begins to walk slowly to the door. He gets to the door as you all are trying to kind of working with Jimmy. Willow, your hand is still all messed up. He gets to the door. He closes the door and locks it from the outside with the keys from the janitor. Now, at this moment, I'm going to say inside of the room, Juke, you hear the door lock. Mm. Outside of the room, Caleb, Jimmy, and Willow, you were all disoriented in your own ways. And... You are seeing Juke do something very strange, but your main concern right now is that Jimmy is <laughs> has a bug up his nose and Willow's hand seems to be broken and numb. What are you three doing right now? None of this is right. Jimmy, get the bug out your nose or whatever I'm trying it to was. Pull my nose, see if I can stop putting bugs in your nose, Jimmy. Oh, God. Caleb wants to this doesn't seem right. Things went from zero to 100 really quick, and now things are making even less sense. Caleb wants to try to snap out of whatever's going on here. This mm. feels like a fever dream. Okay. Now, you all made a rule of existence that the game or the world of Avaria can feel you. And as long as you have some sort of connector to it, it should be able to interpret what you want. So, Caleb, you are right now holding all the pieces. And the whole game, except for the one piece that Juke has. So you have a connection with the game. Okay. What do you Caleb, want to do? Caleb's going to wrap his arm around the board game, just enough so that he can touch it. 
and he's just gonna start thinking come on let me just fix this already i don't know what game you're pulling i don't know what you're doing but i know you can hear me i know you can feel me so let me fix whatever problem i started they started i just want to help them you say that and in this moment the world around you slows down a little bit and so you can kind of still hear willow in willow trying to help jimmy and, and jimmy still having a moment because there's a bug in his brain but for you the world slows and you can almost feel something almost like wrap around you not in a bad way and almost as if there are arms hugging you i will say that because you were holding the whole game and you guys have had a long history with this game you understand that it is the game the game hears you and the game is trying to comfort you it's not trying to fight you so I think with this information, you understand that the game understands that something's wrong, but it also feels a bit helpless. He's going to try to speak out to it. Where do I go? Where's the peace? We'll get back to Avaria. We'll fix it and we'll go. You don't have to suffer like we are. When you say that, actually, make a charm roll. Ooh, okay, okay. <laughs> that I can do. That is charm d20 and i have four adversity tokens which i may use depending on the role is it before the role or after because i remember something about you being able to add adversity tokens to a role after after got it so r 1d20 rolling it that is a 12 you want to stay with a 12 i can add two to make it a 14 well the dc is 15 oh so yeah i'll add one more yeah three okay there we go Okay, so you spend three adversity tokens to get up to 15. You feel that sense of belonging around you. And when you open your eyes, you are no longer standing in front of your friends. You're no longer at Madonna High School. Uh, let's say you were somewhere on the other side of the school, um, closer to, let me actually pull up the map so you can see what I'm talking about. Closer to the office center. And there, this is just the, you know, a little bit of a garden path, you know, just like a walking path and a road. But there you once again can kind of see that there are many, much less people than you thought would be out on a day that everyone's in school. It's a little scarce out here in Shady Creek, which is not normal for this type of day. So it's a little empty, but the orange glow of this sun still kind of permeates everywhere where you are standing right now you have a better view of the ksw manufacturing building which is down the street from the high school and you have been placed essentially like in the corner of the school and the office building so that you have a direct view of the ksw manufacturing so essentially you get the feeling that you are being directed towards there, but you have literally been like transported there. You're no longer where your friends are. So they don't know what happened to you. Jimmy and Willow, you guys are still where you were having a whole moment and we'll see if you notice that Caleb is gone. But Caleb, that is what happens with you. You ask the question. You are standing there in the middle of the street with this knowledge that you need to go to the manufacturing building. Jimmy and Willow. Jimmy. Oh, poor Jimmy. You have a bug in your nose. <laughs> I assume I could still feel it. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yep. Ooh. It is. Ugh. What you're feeling is more like a 
more like what a scarab beetle mm. does. So it's trying to burrow through your uh, cavity. Uh, <laughs> hey, Caleb, you have any tweezers we can use? And she just goes and turns and like, oh, oh wait, shoot. How tough am I feeling at this moment? Jimmy, I'm sorry, but you're screwed to be a bug's uh, home now. <laughs> So this is obviously a real difficult time. So go ahead and roll grit, yeah, was... uh, Jimmy. Willow, you're trying to help, but your hand is now, I'm going to say your full hand is now a different color. What color would you like it to be? Let's go with purple. I like purple. That would be a color right, that she at least likes. <laughs> Excellent. Okay. Yeah, your hand's turning purple and you don't really know what's going on, but you still can't feel it. And your hand is now turning a different color. But you, right now, the main issue is that Jimmy is having a whole moment and you guys need to really fix that at the moment. Jimmy, what did you roll? Yeah, I'm about to die. I rolled a three. Excellent. Willow, you, you can help in some way. What do you want to try to do? Do you want to try and restrain Jimmy and get it out of him? What are you doing? Can I find a straw and try... <laughs> yes. Whatever you're about to I try to get it out with like a straw or something. <laughs> Are you gonna try and suck it out? <laughs> this is so gross. I, but yes, I'm <laughs> about to suffer brain damage. God, this is disgusting. Oh gosh, love it. What's your top stat? Flight. Okay. Which one is better, brains or brawn? Brains, I believe. Okay, roll brains. Okay. Low. DC's five. Oh my <laughs> goodness. Should have just made it oh zero at this point. And all right, Jimmy. Hey, congrats. Ah! Oh, right. Yeah. I got to add that. Okay. Um, how great. Willow, you're not anywhere near any straws, which you guys, because you guys are outside. However, you're near trees. So perhaps you can find a stick. Stick time. You ready, Jimmy? <laughs> yeah. So, Willie, you dash over to the other side of the courtyard while Jimmy is still wrestling with this to get a stick to try and figure something out. That's all you can do right now. Jimmy, this bug is making its way through your nasal cavity to the back of your eye to try to get to your brain. And that's obviously quite painful, but it's also something else because. You can tell that this isn't like an actual bug. This isn't a bug from the real world because you can smell Avaria. Now that it's getting into your sinuses, you can also taste Avaria. So you can... It feels like either... a very screwed up Skittles commercial. Taste Avaria. <laughs> taste the rainbow. Taste the rainbow. <laughs> it's disgusting. So you don't have a piece of the game so you don't have a connection to avaria but technically if you believe that this bug is from oh the another world that is kind of a connection so you can either try to commune and try to ask for something or you know ask for help from like the world itself or you can try to fight this any way that you can I definitely will reach out to avaria and i'm just like i get rid of this place please ah. So you're asking for Avaria to yeah. get rid of it. You don't feel a warm embrace, unfortunately. You feel almost as if someone is breathing into your ear. It's it's a hot breath that is stale. It smells like swamp and dead leaves. But the bug does stop. 
It doesn't leave you, but it stops moving. And you can feel at this moment, because you're very familiar with the world of Varya, that someone has answered your call and is waiting. Let me fight this, please. Go ahead and roll either your fight or your brawn, depending on what you'd want to do here. Uh, fight. Okay. Can we just throw the Discord dice away? <laughs> Best stat, and I rolled mid. What did you roll? Oh, you rolled a 10. Okay. You can hear at this point the heat that is in your ear turns into a low voice, and it simply says, Deal. And the bug disappears. Juke. You are inside of the room that has now been locked. You have the red bridge in your hand, but there is no other game piece or games. Uh, no one came in behind you either. I think I'm going to, like, sit down. I want to say, like, under the card table and clutch the red bridge, like, hold it to my chest and start, like, asking, like, please, please let me in. Let me in. You ask, let me in, and you also feel a warm embrace around you. This feeling is something you have felt before. You feel it every time you go to Ivaria, particularly a special place in Ivaria that you personally have gone to very frequently, sometimes alone. And you are only at this point asking to simply go back. Mm -hmm. The response you get from this embrace is essentially, I would have you if I could, but you get the sense that the world you have come to understand there's something wrong with it that it can't control and that same warm embrace gives you that message how do you respond i ask how can i help how can i fix it as you open your eyes you are also standing at the crossroads on the other side of the high school and you are looking towards ksw manufacturing next to you is Caleb, who is also standing there. And Caleb, what you see is Juke. So this is the same Juke you just saw that put a bug up Jimmy's <laughs> nose. Uh. So you think. And you're just seeing this guy appear. And you're just like, okay. And then Juke, when you appear, the world from your eyes now shift to where you can now see the orange that everyone else sees and you can see how the world has changed. So you're no longer kind of in the glassy world. And when you look at Caleb, he no longer looks like a evil demon. Uh, he looks normal. So you both okay. are standing there on this edge of this block, just looking at one another. And hesitantly say, Caleb? <sighs> I don't even know what to think. You crazy or not? Hmm? I... I... I don't know how to answer that. Okay, you're fine. Great. Come on, man. I think the game wants us to make like a new train or something. You mean bridge? Bridge. Damn it. Ugh. Ugh. I keep thinking train. It wants us to make like a new bridge or something. But I have it... the bridge. You have the... Why didn't you let us know when you were there? You were weird? Caleb like looks around. Uh, is the world still weird as well? Or is it back to normal? It is still weird, 
yeah, that just about makes sense. Okay, we gotta get back to the group. If you have the train, or that bridge. <laughs> if you have the bridge, we can just get back to the group, we'll get back into the game, and we'll fix whatever is going on. I don't know what's wrong with the Varia, but it's mad. I don't think it's mad. It needs us. It, it needs us to go there, to go to the factory. Oh, that's what the hug was. <sighs> Okay, we got to get the rest of the group then, at least. If we go there by ourselves, we're just going to be stuck there. Well, without them. I don't know. I mean, Willow was all, like, creepy smiling and... How and is she smiling? She Jimmy looked like he was, like, starving to death. Uh, I, I, I understand what happened to Jimmy, but fine. <laughs> Come on. Let's get going. We'll get the bridge, or we'll go into the factory for some reason, and... Ah, fuck if I know. Whatever. And Caleb's going to start walking towards the factory. Yeah, I'm with you. Okay. Caleb, you and your backpack have all of the pieces to the game, except for the red bridge. But you are now with Juke, who has the red bridge. So in theory, if you all have all of the pieces, and if you figure out whatever you're supposed to do at the manufacturing company... That should help you activate the game, maybe fix it. You're not sure. At this point, you're kind of running off of whatever information you got. But supposedly, you should be able to activate the game without the other players. Would that teleport the players in as well or just us? Don't know. Who knows? You two are walking down the street. It's a walking distance. It'll take you, you know, a couple of minutes, but the factory is just up the street. Willow... And Jimmy, you two are still back at the high school. Jimmy, you have just heard a voice. And while you've never heard this voice before, you understand what it means. You've just made a deal. It was a trick, but still binding all the same. You have no idea what you agreed to, though. Willow, you ran away to try and find a stick. You found one. And you're running back. Jimmy, you ready? Uh, We're going to get the bug out. <laughs> I got a stick. I'm standing back up. <laughs> She's just excitedly like waving uh, the stick around. It's like, I got it. I got something. What's that for? That'll help. What, possibly. Why do you have a stick? The bug. We got to get it out what, your head bug, or nose or whatever. Oh, hey. Oh. Did you uh, eat it? I think it was eating me. <laughs> oh, do you still have your brain? Well, I think so. How's your hand? Huh. Well, I oh, got a stick now. Keep... My hand? And she just holds it up. It's just like... And she just well, waves it. I don't think it's purple. waving that. But it's purple. Where's Jimmy? Juke. Uh, uh, not Jimmy, Caleb. Oh, maybe it did eat my brain. I don't know. I think he disappeared. <laughs> what do you mean? I don't know. All I know is I got a stick, a purple arm, and you, I guess, no longer have a bug in your nose. Unless oh. the bug took over you, and you are the bug. I might be. What? She, she just prods him with the stick. <laughs> Where did the juke that they were seeing go? It went into the room. The juke that you guys saw went to the door, locked the door, and then you all were just focused on one another. So you don't know where it went or where juke went. But the last thing you saw was that he went to the door and locked it. You know why Juke locked the door? Nope. How big is the stick that Willow has? <laughs> Great question, Willow. <laughs> uh, 
It's a long but slender stick. Okay. She doesn't know how big his head is, so she had to grab a long one. Who knows how far up it went? That's exactly how that works. Yep. <laughs> I head over to the locked door to try to unlock it. Okay. Um, you guys have used this secret room for years. Sometimes it's locked, sometimes it's unlocked. It depends on if the janitor or the maintenance guy, you know, figures out you guys have been using it lately and he tries to keep you guys out, but you know how to get in. It's locked, but you're able to get in. Is there anything strange inside? Uh, do you walk inside or do you just look inside? I look inside first and then if I don't see anything strange, I'll walk inside. You look inside and it looks like how you always remember the storage room that you guys made your secret spot. Um, no one is in here, though. We've... Hello, you're not going to lock me in here if I go inside, right? I don't have keys. Okay. And my good arm is purple and broken. Give me a second. I'll be right back. But we should probably take you to the nurse. I don't think the nurse is here. What do you mean? I haven't seen anyone. The bell rang earlier, but no one's been out. It's just been us. Hold up, I'll be right back. And I go inside, and I go to where I keep my sharp pointy objects and grab a couple knives. Okay. And bring one out and hand one to Willow. Do not stab anyone with this, okay? Can I stab myself, though? I want to see what my arm is made out of, because it's purple. you've broken your wrist, okay? Don't do anything else. Maybe. We don't know for sure. We can't tell. I can't even feel it. Yeah, that's not good. I wonder if it tastes like cotton candy. Maybe. Mm. Yeah. Uh. Well, as you say that, you think to yourself, you know, when you were in Avaria that one time, there was this beautiful purple plant. It was like bulbous. And then if you stuck it, it did drip out this liquid that tasted like cotton candy. So maybe that's what's happening to you. Roll a brains roll. Okay. If you roll a one, you have to stab your hand. <laughs> you know she'll do it without hesitation. Come on. <laughs> she wants to know. Got three. Now, that bulbous plant, it was in that really cool place that you guys went to. It really did taste like cotton candy, although it was coming from like a plant. You're not quite sure if that would be the same thing with you. However, it is the same shade of purple. So it couldn't hurt to test. You don't have to, like, stab yourself, but a, a small prick shouldn't do any harm. Just to make sure that you're not at least turning into that plant, at the very least. Can you help me prick my finger? Oh. Like, just, like, tap it with a knife? I'm not gonna help you. Because you. No! I can't do it with one arm! I gotta hold my arm up, or you can hold my arm up and let me prick it. I want to see if I'm turning into a plant. Look, I have changed my mind. That is a bad idea. But what if I can photosynthesize? I want to see. <laughs> you don't need to photosynthesize. <laughs> but if I'm turning into the purple plant, maybe I can. Willow, if you like set your hand on like a branch or something like that, it'll be up enough for you to pick yeah, it up. Yeah, she is going to head it back into the room and use the table. Okay, Willow, you go back into the room, you put your hand on the table, and you just give yourself just a small prick on the finger. Yep. Okay. You do indeed bleed. You actually bleed a translucent white liquid that almost like puddles at your fingertip like a dewdrop. And it smells like cotton candy. Jimmy. Hello? I think I'm turning into a plant. 
Oh. This smells like cotton candy. You want to taste it? Oh, because that's blood. Wait. It's white. <laughs> Fine, I'll taste it. And she's oh, just no. gonna, <laughs> she's just gonna lift up her hand and lick it. It tastes like cotton candy. Jamie, I'm turning it to cotton candy. <laughs> I think we need to find <laughs> a, we need to find a fix for that then. As cool as that would be if it wasn't you. Yeah. Well, at least we have food for the road now. I'm yeah. not eating you. <laughs> All right. Well, okay. Jimmy and Willow, you two are standing here over the table uh, having this argument about, you know, whether we should, whether we shouldn't start eating Willow for sustenance. And <laughs> you both hear the door to the room click closed. I go to the door and try to open it. It doesn't budge. It feels like perhaps something is has barred it from the outside. I'm going to try shoving it open, putting my shoulder against it. Okay. Uh, You're giving it a shove. Go ahead and roll brawn. Hey. How far up is the purple? Willow, you look at your little finger that you've pricked, and you kind of see something start to sprout from it. A little uh, seedling plant. Now at the tip of your finger, where the blood was, it's healed, but you now have a little tiny little sprite. Looks like a little bean sprout. I have a baby! Jimmy, look! I have a child! What are you talking about? Look! And she just holds up the little sprout to him. Um, J- Jimmy is starting to panic. <laughs> Understandable. You were trying to open the door. It's not budging. You got a four. You are really giving it your all, and you can feel that it would open, but... There's not only is there something on the outside, but obviously someone locked it again. So either someone has the keys or they did something. But as you give it the last shove, you actually like reverberate the door and the hinges and everything. And you also hear another like reverberation coming from the radio that you guys usually use for soundproofing. It just kind of gives a little jingle because you hit the door so hard and it turns itself on but instead of the nothing you guys usually hear instead there's a voice that comes out of it hello jimmy willow voice do i recognize the voice Mm. hello i'm turning it to a plant (laughs) both of you roll grit and let's see what you get from this voice i got a three okay well you get another anniversary token jimmy you don't necessarily recognize the voice but you do understand what's happening here. You understand that the world of Avaria is clearly bleeding into the real world. That's quite obvious at this point. But because you understand that Avaria is a sentient being and all of the things on Avaria are able to connect with you guys, you understand that there's something among you all that must be connecting you to Avaria because Caleb had all the pieces and you guys didn't know where the red bridge was and then you were able to get a deal because of the bug so you're a little confused right now of like how this is even happening but the voice simply says hello Jimmy hello almost as if they kind of recognize you guys and they're they're literally just you know I was in the neighborhood <laughs> thought I'd stop by say how, how you guys were doing very nonchalant hi she just says hi and she just looks at her arm 
it healed my finger. What if I cut off my arm then? Well, I go over to take the knife back. <laughs> I think that's wise. You two have that exchange, and the voice kind of giggles themselves. They just go, oh, you two. Well, I see you're having a bit of a rough day. Yeah. Can I help with anything? We're our friends. Can you help me with my arm? Yes, hers. Okay. Willow says, can you help me with my arm? The voice goes, hmm, well, okay. And the purple on your arm spreads to your neck, to your head, to the rest of your body. And you can now feel your body again. You feel kind of normal, except for now you are a deep eggplant purple all around. Jimmy, I'm a plant and I look like an oopa loopa, I think. The voice goes, there you are. What? I can feel my arm again, at least. Is it still broken? It is not broken anymore. It is just, you don't really feel like your bones are like solid, you know, like 100% solid. Like you feel a little bit more jelly-like inside. I am now a jello. How nice. Way more flexible now. Oh, can I fit underneath the door? <laughs> not that flexible, I'm afraid. Oh, okay. I had to ask, though. Uh. The voice kind of looks at both of you and goes, This is a trying time, I can tell, but I think I've been sent to help as much as I can as a disembodied voice that is trapped inside of a radio. Is there any way we can help you since you're stuck in a radio? Oh, well, I could use a body. Will's going to look around the room for anything that can be used as a body. Okay. Wait, do, does it, wait, doesn't Jimmy have like a bunch of like, did you bring like what, the little soldier figurines? There's some old action figures around. She's going to grab one of Jimmy's old action figures and be like, does this work? You just hold it out in front of the machine. Yeah. The voice says, mm, I'm afraid it must be organic. She immediately picks up the stick. Does this work? You pick up a what? The stick that she had before. It takes a moment as it's kind of like, it's essentially trying to figure out if it will work. And before you realize it, the radio shuts off and the stick in your hand begins to wiggle a little bit and sprouts these long, tenderly arms and legs. And these two bulging eyes pop up from the stick and it is now sitting on your hand. It's everything I imagined. I love it. <laughs> you now have this creature that looks exactly like a stick when it's completely still, except for it looks not like a stick at the same time because it does have eyes, which is super uncomfortable for just looking at it. Ah, this works. Now, do we know where they make toys? There's the factory? Is there a factory? I forget now. Jimmy? Uh -huh. There's a factory. It's just on the street always. Why do you need toys? Well, how to explain? You know when you have toys and you play with them? Yeah. Yeah. And then you accidentally break a toy and so you must get it fixed or buy a new one to continue playing with it? Did we break you? <laughs> and she just sounds so sad. Just like, wait, did we break the game? I think this creature realizes that you're equating them to the whole of Avaria. And they're like, mm, no, I am not broken. You are broken. That's true. 
Yes, I did break my wrist. I think you're purple right now. I don't now. know. My bones feel like jello. <laughs> I'm yeah. jelloy, and I taste like cotton candy. You should be happy because now we can eat candy. No, no, we cannot. Do you all give this stick creature a name? I don't. I ask it what its name is. Hmm. Whatever I am called is my name. Jerry. That would be good, Jerry. Terry Twigs. Terry. Terry Twigs. Terry Twigs. Oh, Terry Twigs. Yes. Very well. I am Terry Twigs. Yeah. She she kind of celebrates it, but it just like kind of lifts her hand up and down since the stick's sitting on her hand. She's like, do you like sitting there or do you like to walk or I can stick you on my shoulder like a parrot? Hmm. I shall sit on your shoulder. All right. And she just uh, moves her hand over with the stick and, like, carefully just puts it on her shoulder. Uh, Terry gets on your shoulder. It sort of sits there, kind of like with its legs dangling. And it sort of moves. It's a really scrawny stick hand. And you both watch as this slight movement of this tiny creature uh, crumples the metal door outward and blows it open from whatever was obstructing it. And he goes, now as we leave, I must make something clear. You are not broken. He looks at you, Willow. And then he looks at Jimmy. You are not broken. And then he says, you are broken. And he kind of, he kind of like moves his arms in like an exaggerated way to be like, you get it? You understand what I'm saying? Everyone's broken. Ivaria's broken. You're broken. Wait, I already said that. Broken? I am not broken. That's good. Is the sky broken? He kind of goes, this is harder to explain. Let us head to where we make toys to fix the toy problem. Yes? All right. Thanks for opening the door. And he sort of points his finger out to the place where they make toys. To the factory. Let's go. Come on, Jimmy. Yeah. I'm a plant and you no longer have a bug, so you're kind of lonely. You all march out of the room. Outside, you see the crumpled door and what was obstructing it, which was um, some sort of like metal structure. It looks like it was like a huge filing cabinet that had like stuff in it that's turned over. So it was pretty heavy that was on the door. That's all kind of smashed into the ground. Outside, it's still that orange glow. It still looks wrong. And there is no one about. You all walk as your little friend kind of points to the street to where you all need to walk. You get to the edge of the corner where Caleb and Juke once stood, although you don't know this, and you can now see the factory down the street, knowing that that is where you all need to go with your twig friend and begin to make your ways to the factory. Thank you all for listening. We hope you are enjoying the campaign. Don't forget that you can listen to the podcast on the Aging Journey podcast website, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Amazon Music, and YouTube. Links will be in the description below. Don't forget to follow or subscribe. You can also support the podcast on Patreon or join our Discord. Enjoy the journey.